Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, this po- this podcast is available on all platforms. So we got Google, we got Stitcher, we got Apple Podcasts, we got Anchor. So shout out to Anchor as usual for always housing and throwing, throwing my podcast together and making things happen. Shout out to everybody that's out here listening. Appreciate the love and support. Um, and then, you know... <clears throat> Special shout out to Dave Chappelle over the weekend. Um, me and my better half, we got to go out and, you know, actually go on a, a, a legitimate date. You know what I'm saying? You know, no, you know, nothing to really worry about. Went to a full capacity show. Uh, went to go see Dave Chappelle. So I believe it was the legitimate first arena show um, here in, in Las Vegas. And it was Dave Chappelle. Um, he had a uh, Tyler Quali. He had the roots out here, um, and it and it was a great show. So you know, shout out to the Dave Chappelle for uh, making it happen again, running it back. Um, and, and it was and it was you know he out here doing his thing. So he's gonna be out here for a couple more shows, and he's gonna keep it pushing. So it was a great show. <clears throat> Highly recommend it to anybody who's out here in the Vegas area for the next week or so. Go peep game at that man because it was it, it was it was dope, and it, you know it felt a little normal around here. So you know mask up if you ain't if you ain't got vaccinated if you're still vaccinated you still want to rock your mask you can do that as well so um yeah i mean so that 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 it was it was a great weekend um i I, another birthday so you know i'm saying another year around the sun got to do that i hope everybody was able to enjoy their time with their loved ones during this uh holiday weekend um i didn't celebrate the fourth of july because i celebrated juneteenth um i had a barbecue and an extension of my birthday party uh on the 4th of july but we didn't we we didn't do that um and, and it kind of leads into my opening segment and uh, or the first topic or order of business that we got to talk into <coughs> and, and, and you know it kind of took storm late last week and um i if you follow me on sports business on twitter if you follow me on instagram if you follow at money compton if you follow me on even on facebook um I kind of was quiet on this, on this whole Sakari Richardson situation. Um, I kind of was, for the most part, I didn't really say anything. Um, And I wanted to wait until today or on tonight um, on the show to kind of really kind of give my, my, my two cents. Um, and, and, you know, for those who don't know about Shakari Richardson, <clears throat> the female phenomenon that was, uh, represent America, um, apparently t- failed a drug test for, for marijuana, THC, um, during her, uh, Olympic trial, Olympic qualifier. Um, and she ended up, she's going to be suspended for about 30 days, which pretty much means she will probably be, uh, missing the Olympics. Uh, I think she might be able to run the, 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 four by 100 relay race, but I'm not too sure. Um, but the fact that she got disqualified, even though her 30 days will end right around the Olympics, um, her time, her qualifying time, she's automatically disqualified. So she doesn't have a time that actually qualifies her for the hundred meter dash. Um, so I mean, and needless to say, you know, um, her reasoning was that she had just found out that, uh, uh, she, she lost her biological mother. Um, and she said that, you know, I guess I were notified, she was first notified by a, a reporter during an interview. And she said that she was blindsided of it and she went into a state of an emotional panic. And, you know, I, I'm anybody who knows me knows that I'm neither here pro pro marijuana or am I against marijuana? Um, you know, if, you, if people need that to cope with whatever it is that they need to cope with, you know, who am I to judge? Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm getting to the point. I feel like I'm rambling on. Um, uh, well, here's my thing. Um, 
and, and, and I'm going to give a, a, a very personal story. Um, and I, I tried to kind of figure out what was the best way I could kind of put interpret this into my own mind. And, and um, this is a very, very personal story. And, I, and I'll give you the moral of the story at the end. Um, so it was around 2012, July of 2012. Um, my grandfather uh, wasn't doing too well. He was, I got a phone call from my grandmother um, saying that he was in hospice. And I said, I, you know, I let my I was in the army, uh, and I was like a, I might have even been only an E three, so I was like a private first class when all this transpired. Um, and I was, a, and to keep it a, all the way one hundred, my first three or four years in the army were were, were very difficult. Um, they were just very difficult for me to just kind of keep up with the army lifestyle, um, uh, physical fitness, as far as me and all that kind of stuff. That 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 wasn't always an easy thing. So for me to make rank. Uh, from E2 to E3 was a huge deal. From E3 to E4 was even was even even more of a bigger deal. So um, I, I struggled to make rank. I'm not gonna lie. You know, it took a while for me to make rank, um, and it is what it is. So um, going back to my story, um, I get a phone call from my grandmother saying that you know I need to come home, and it was right around the time where my unit at the time where I was assigned to in, in Georgia, um, they were going out for a two week field exercise. Um, so. I let my chain of command know that, hey, uh, my, my family, you know, they need me to come home. This is the situation. I don't know um, what the out end outcome is, but it doesn't sound like it's good. And, you know, my unit, they tried to take care of me. They did that what they could. And they said, OK, well, go home, handle your business. Um, however, you need to be back before the um, field exercises begin because you will be going out there. And I said, hey, you know, I'll do what I can do. And as, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, I should be back is what I told them. And they said, that's fine. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. But we, we, the expectation is we want you to be, to be back. I said, okay. So go out there, um, go back actually here to Las Vegas, come out here. You know, I tend to my family. Um, you know, I was out here for a couple of days and next thing you know, it, um, the in-home hospice care provider lets us know that, um, you know, my grandfather probably has anywhere between 24 to 48 hours to live. Okay. Um, later on that day, mind you, I'm three hours behind. So it was about three o'clock in the morning. My unit is calling me saying, hey, where are you? You need to be coming back. And I said, okay. However, I told him that this is the situation. Uh, my grandfather could be passing at any given day, any, any moment at this point, basically. Um, and I told my first line supervisor, um, I told my platoon sergeant, told even up to my commander. Um, and basically they said that since he has an automatic, he hasn't passed away fully, that I, it doesn't matter. I need to come back or else I would be considered AWOL, absence without leave. Now, this is where the road hits the fork. There's one side where I could have said, okay, you know what? Forget all y'all. I'm still going to do my own thing and do what's best for me at the time and stay here and tend to my family and just suffer the consequences on the back end. That, that was what I was strongly considering. I said, you know what? I don't care. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know, I need to be here with my family and I really don't give a damn what y'all got to say. I'm going to stay here with my family. That's what I was leaning towards. However, the other side was access without leave, AWOL, go to jail. There's a whole lot of different types of punishments that I could have faced up to. And at the time, you know, me, me facing AWOL and whatnot, was that the best decision at the time? Probably not, not even at that time, but at any given time. 
So after a couple hours of contemplating and really struggling with the decision, I ended up flying back to Georgia. Um, Flew back home to Georgia um, based off the fact that I knew that rules were rules. Um, And there's a lot of people out here saying that rules are rules and, you know, rules only apply and people want to pick and choose what rules they want to be. But I'm going to tell you all right now, I had a choice that was literally a life or death situation, rules that I had to apply by. And I had to sacrifice those rules. Um, Needless to say, I get back to Georgia. Um, I fly in there. My first line supervisor was like, yeah, you needed to come back. I don't know why you was out here, you know, blah, 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 blah. If he passes, then, you know, it is what it is. Um, Which, you know, it is, you know, okay, cool. That's how you want to try to treat your soldiers and whatnot. Okay, cool. I I know not to, you know, I know not to come to you for anything ever again. Needless to say, I get to the unit. Very next day, my grandfather passes. Um, And I ended up having a, the, the Red Cross message ends up coming down. Um, then my now all of a sudden my unit is concerned now they're like oh we well I wish we didn't know I wish you know I wish we we took this a little bit more serious and I ended up flying back <laughs> back out here to Las Vegas the very next day so getting to all of that my situation is no is no different it is now I can't compare I can't understand how someone grieves because I grieve the way I grieve you grieve the way you grieve but I do know that when it comes to my job and my career my money I'm not letting nothing get in the way. And, and, you know, Sakari, you know, shout out to her for taking that on the chin. She owned up to it. She fessed up and, you know, um, and held herself accountable for it. But, you know, at the time for her, maybe that was the best decision for her. But this whole notion that we need to just give everyone a participation trophy. I'm not with that, man. Um, that's not that's not I'm not in that type of game because at this point now we're just saying we're letting anybody off the hook. Grant you. There's about, I believe, 17 to 19 states that have made marijuana recreational use or medicinal use pretty much legal. Okay, cool. That's fine. However, it's federally not legal. Um, And we can go, but we could take it even a step further. What people don't realize is the games are being held in Japan. I'm half Japanese. Japanese, the, the culture of Japan is thousands of thousands of years old. And you could say that they're set in their ways, but I'm pretty sure that you cannot, it's the chances of you getting a dime bag in Japan is slim and none. Okay. So as far as you trying to find some type of marijuana out there, it's slim and none because they pretty much theoretically think that having marijuana is just as bad as committing murder. Now. We're going to all these different the, the, the Olympics and you could call you could talk about the IOC being a corrupt game and all this other stuff. But here's the thing. Everyone still falls in place. The same thing with FIFA. Everyone knows that FIFA, the, the whole so- the world soccer organization is a corrupt thing, but y'all still keep giving into it. Um, and it's the same thing with the IOC. Y'all know that's corrupted. You know that every year, every time there's an Olympic Games, there's some form of a I wouldn't say a political agenda, but there's definitely some type of agendas out there that try to boycott all these games, but yet people still consume it. People still want to be on Wheaties boxes. People still want to, you know, do what they want to do as far as amateurism. And they're really still getting paid off of these endorsements. So I understand. I I do. And I get it. Um, But for you guys, for people to say that the IOC needs to uh, change these rules. Why? Because we have one person that broke the rules. Okay, cool. Yeah, I understand. Um, this person is supposed to, you know, was, was supposed to be one of the marquee people um, in this year's Olympics. Okay. However, 
It, it's you know it's it, people get suspended, people get hurt. Y'all once they're saying that about Draymond Green when he got suspended in Game Five in the NBA Finals, you know he got technicals, and you know the the the, the, the commissioner at that point even said, you know the rules are the rules. Looking back at it later on, could he should he have not did that? Probably, but at the game. At that point, they thought that the, the one of those technicals were going to get rescinded. It didn't. He ended up getting suspended in Game Five. We all know what ended up happening. There's plenty of different sports stories that have happened where, if you don't follow the rules, this is the consequences. Like I said, I'm not pun- I'm not here to demean Miss Richardson because I don't know where the situation is. Um, but if that's what she needed to do to get over whatever grieving processes it was, I'm not mad at that. I understand that. However. These are the consequences that it took place. And that's it. And that's all I'm going to say. So for people to always say, well, rules are rules and, you know, we need to we need to look at things. Cool. That, that's fine. That, that's totally cool. I, I, I understand. I'm with you. And I, hey, maybe in the 2024 games, this will change. But you guys are all looking at this as a <clears throat> as a uh, micro micro situation as opposed to a macro. If you go to a lot of these other different countries outside of Jamaica, you know, the Caribbean, Amsterdam and a couple other kind of Canada, Mexico, you know, a couple of these new, you know, a couple of these other countries. If you go to some of these older places that have been setting their ways for a lot of these years, marijuana is a big deal. Um, go to the Middle East. It's, it's, it's you know, you, you get dealt with for having marijuana. So for everyone saying it's just marijuana it comes from the earth, I understand it and I'm with you. But you got to convince a lot of these other people who have power that it's not. So that's my two cents on it. It's an unfortunate situation. I really want her to succeed. Um, and I know that she'll be back in the 2024 game. She's only 21 years old, so she could probably run it back 2024, 2028. 20, um, so she got to cut. She's definitely got to cut a lot of opportunities to make you know redeem herself and be back even stronger than what it would be possibly be this time around. So <clears throat> that's my two cents on it. That's my take. You know, what I'm saying if you don't like it, cool. You know, come up with your own content. Come up with your own podcast. But this is what I stand by. This is what my two cents was. This is my take. And, you know, it, you know, I hope uh, Miss Richardson is able to cope with whatever it is that she needs. And I hope that she gets the help. She's able to, you know, utilize whatever resources that are being offered to her to cope with the grieving. Because there's nothing, no, no, nothing can take away. You only come in this world to one mother and one father. And you got to, you, you got to, if you lose them and you need all the time to grieve, take all the time you need to grieve. So um, my heart goes out to her. And um, I hope she just uses it as a teaching moment. Um, so with that being said, try to pick up the piece and pick up the pace a little bit and brighten up the mood. Man, we got the NBA Finals, and it starts tomorrow. We got Game One with the Phoenix Suns against the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh. I don't think that I don't think uh, 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 Sir New Jersey, the NBA headquarters, is too happy with uh, <clears throat> with the, with this matchup. <clears throat> we got two small market teams. Um, buying for NBA championships. So um, I'm pretty sure the league is not really too happy about it, but <clears throat> uh, common NBA fans are probably happy for Chris Paul. Um, you know, this is year 16 for him, and he possibly, and I will say this, if the Phoenix Suns are able to pull this off, this Chris Paul story is probably going to be one of the best sports stories, period to go down in history to be able to take a team that was as sorry as the phoenix suns have been not only just last year but the, the last five or maybe five to ten years um to be able to turn a team like that around from a lottery pick team all the way up to going to the nba finals 
man, you can't beat that with a stick, man. So um, you got that. You got Giannis. I was finally able to get over the hump by beating the Nets. Um, and, you know, even with his hyperextended knee, we don't know what his status is going to be tomorrow night. Um, just for him to even get to the NBA Finals um, is a big deal for him. That, that kind of changes his legacy because he sure was going to be looking a little suspect at, at the end of the season if he wasn't even getting to, at least to the NBA Finals. Um, Mike Budenholzer as well. He was... Uh, he was going to be another guy who was, you know, and they pretty much said that he was legitimately coaching for his job um, during the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and and rightfully so. Uh, um, you know, he's kind of he's gotten way too many passes, but it looks like he's gotten it together, and um, they're they're in the NBA Finals now. I'm excited for this finals, honestly. Like, I'm I'm very very excited. I know maybe it's the caucus ain't, but. I'm excited. I'm excited to see some new blood. Um, you got Devin Booker. You got Mikel Bridges. You got uh, DeAndre Ayton, who I told you, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Um, one of my low-key favorite players. Low-key low, low key guys in the NBA. Sound offensively. He can rebound. Um, and and with, with Giannis having the bum knee, um, it, it gives Phoenix all of the momentum, I think. Even if Giannis does come back, he's not going to be 100%. Um, and not to mention, um, if I'm thinking about this going through my mind right now, they swept the Heat um, in the first round. They played a thriller seven-game series um, against the Nets. And then they ran into the Cinderella story of the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, here's the thing about those teams that the Bucks beat. And this is no shade, but not by no means. The, the Bucks, they, they deserve to be in the NBA Finals. They, they, they could probably be... They can probably be the NBA champions, and I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> Here's the thing about the Bucks, and this is where the DeAndre Ayton factor comes into play. DeAndre Ayton is, is bound to give you 18 to 10. 18 to 10, 18 to 12. 18 points, anywhere between 12 to 14 rebounds a night. Sound offensive skill player. If you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, they played against Bam Adebayo, who's not a guy who's a back-to-the-basket type of legitimate seven-footer. Um, so you got that. The Nets, I mean, they ain't had no, you know, but the seven-footer was Kevin Durant. Um, so so the fact that Giannis is going to have to play both sides of the court on a bum knee, that's going to be a huge advantage swing over to the Suns. Um, I think that, you know, I know one of the, Brooke Lopez, I believe, is the one that's uh, uh, that, that plays for the Bucks. I think it's Brooke Lopez. Um, I, he, he's changed his game so much where he can't guard a guy like DeAndre Ayton. He, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be defensively sound. And I think you would have to put Giannis on him and, and, you know, we'll see how small or how, 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 um, Monty Williams wants to play this, but he's got all the, he's got all the advantage on his side. I think, um, even if you put Giannis at the five, uh, you bring Bobby Portis and side note, Bobby Portis looks like he's a guy who religiously wears black Air Force Ones all the time. I'm just, I'm just saying, um, <laughs> he just looks like he's about that life. And I wouldn't try Bobby Portis if my life do. I'm just saying, I'm not trying Bobby Portis because he looks like he wears black Air Force Ones. <laughs> um, but I, I think that if you take the Suns with the honest and the bum knee, I, I got the Suns maybe in six games. I think it's just their year. And I think this is just, you know, it's just going to put the, this is going to solidify Chris Paul's, you know, uh, unbelievable career. Um, and they don't get no better than that. You got Devin Booker, who's a dog. You got uh, Mikael Bridges, who's nice. You got um, Cam, jo- Cam Jordan. I like his game a lot. Um, and then you got DeAndre Ayton. Here's the only thing that I'm going to be a little salty about if the Suns win. 
uh, what's my guy's name? Uh, Russell Westbrook's backup dancer, uh, 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 Cameron Payne. I gotta see this dude hit the June bug if, he, if they win the NBA Finals. <sighs> like that dude gonna get a ring? Like if you look down, if you look at some things, you always be like, "Hey, that guy got a ring." That's what I'm gonna sit there and say about Cameron Payne. Russell Westbrook's backup dancing and got a ring before Russell Westbrook himself. Come on, man. Come on, dog. The the, the June now he out here doing the June bug. I don't know. Yeah, I digress. It is what it is. But um, yeah, I got the Suns in six. Um, you know, we'll see how Giannis's knee act. You know, if it's you know if it's if he's good to go. Um, they say that. It could have been a lot worse, but um, luckily it isn't, and they got him doubtful for game one, so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, but I'm excited for this finals. I think it's just new blood. Um, you got a little bit of old old blood, and you got some new blood in there. Um, and then you got, some, you know, you got established guys like Chris Middleton. You got, uh, you know, like I said, Brooke Lopez. You got Giannis. You got Drew Holiday coming to his first NBA uh, finals, so. Um, it, it's it's going to be a great it's going to be a great NBA Finals. It's not going to be a traditional NBA Finals with the traditional people. I think I've seen something that said that this is the first time since 1999 where it's not going to be the Heat, Spurs, Lakers, Warriors in the NBA Finals or some, something to the realm. Um, so we 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 getting some we getting some fresh blood up in there, and hopefully this will be something that uh that becomes a tradition or not really a tradition, but changes it up because I think right now the NBA is as is, wide open as it's been since who maybe after the Jordan years, um, you know, after the Jordan years, you had right after what was a 98, he retired. So you had a shortened season um, where the Spurs won it in that 50 game season. And you had the Lakers run that three P um, you had Detroit and you had, so yeah. So if you look at it right now, you're looking at, a wide open NBA season, or a wide open NBA where you got teams like the Atlanta Hawks that sat there and came and did they thug this, or you had the Denver Nuggets if they were one one player away, they could have probably made some noise. Um, let's not talk about the Lakers and and their injuries if they were a healthy team. No, you know, Lord knows what could have happened to them guys. Same thing with the Warriors. So we'll see. Um, we'll we'll see what ends up happening. But I'm definitely excited. But. And I hope y'all was uh, liking this episode. You know, we started a little serious with the Sakari Richardson situation. Um, we got the NBA Finals coming up tomorrow, which I can't wait. Uh, and then now, you know, we got we to gotta wrap the show up. And we're going to wrap it up as we always do. We got the dummy of the day. Um, man, and I, I say this all the time on social media. I would rather walk anywhere that I could possibly walk to before I ever get on a flight with Spirit Airlines. <laughs> I, 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 okay, so, and the cold part about it is, Soul Plane is probably one of my most favorite movies of all time. I'm not ashamed to say it. I love me some Soul Plane. I thought Soul Plane was funny. It it definitely played the, it played the part, and it also showed some things that we, as we in the black people, in the black community would do some, some things. I done seen a whole bunch of different stories on Spirit Airlines. But this one, to me, takes the cake. Apparently, there was a lady who, I don't know her name, but she went viral last week, late last week, uh, that showed a lady that had a doggone hot and juicy. And if y'all don't know what hot and juicy is, y'all y'all need to just Google hot and juicy Las Vegas. Basically, a crawfish boil, plus a, 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 a crawfish boil setup on her, on her, on her, on a Spirit Airlines flight. 
Um, she had the crawfish, she had the crab legs, she had the, the potatoes, she had an actual seafood boil on her doggone tray. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about y'all, but when I fly, them trays ain't but like not even your whole forearm length. So how how did you get a, a first of all, how did you get the, the, the seafood pass security? Because every time I fly, they don't let you, you can't get no food from 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 your house to, to the security line unless you're checking it. So I got questions about that. Second of all, what, what made you, first, so second of all is, did you put the bib on? Did you have the gloves to sit there and kind of get your stuff? Because, you know, if you eat, I love Mr. Crawfish and I'm fat, so I know it gets messy. Um, but did you, did you like have the wipes? Um, and then third of all, what did you do to discard all that shellfish after you sat there and just made a whole big old mess? You got crab juices flying around on people's shirts and whatnot. Um, yeah. And, and fourth of all, Spirit Airlines, y'all didn't want to talk to them and be like, hey, y'all, you can't do this. No, no. So again, to the lady and to Spirit Airlines. So first of all, to the lady, you're definitely the dummy that they like. The fact that you sat there and probably you you spent some money on a crawfish on a seafood boil to bring on the plane. You you just seeking, you just asking for attention. Second of all, Spirit Airlines, y'all gotta get it together. These I don't know too much about it. All I know is they say that you can you can fly from 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 San Francisco to Las Vegas for nine bucks, but really it's about a hundred some dollars. Because by the time they hit you with all the fees and whatnot, you didn't spend about the same amount as you would at Southwest. So everybody that be out here talking about they going to, you know, they going somewhere round trip for fifty dollars. I say okay, but what about all the other fees? All right then, shut up. You paying just as much as you is if you play you went on a regular flight. So yeah, Spirit Airlines and this this lady. <laughs> This lady who sat there and had a whole crawfish boil on, on her thing. Y'all two of the dummy of the days. Like I just I can't end and I and I and I ain't lying. I would rather walk before I catch spirit airlines. Like I just can't. I just can't. I won't and I and I and I refuse to do it. Like, I don't care if they gave me free tickets for a whole entire year to fly spirit. I'm good, bruh. Just give me the cash back. I, I'm I'm cool. I am too cool for that. So yeah, that that does that just about does it for this this week of the uh, sports business podcast. Again, my name is Eric Compton. I really hope you enjoy the show. Um, I'm, I appreciate y'all letting me uh, be transparent today. Um, and you know, people be going through stuff, and you never know what people be going through. But you know, what I'm saying, just love on one another, and just kind of keep it pushing, and, and make sure that you check up on people and, and show some compassion. Um, you can still show compassion and hold people accountable as well. So always just keep that in mind. Um, you can find me at Eric T. Compton on, on, on Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter at Sports Business. That's S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also find me at Money Compton. You can also email the show and find us at sportsbusiness.com. Uh, we're going to run this back next week. Other than that, we out. Y'all be safe, have fun, and keep enjoying the summer. We out.